0: Welcome to Keepers.
1: We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So, naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast.
0: I'm Holly Wild with an E. Hit me up at Wild Holly on social.
1: And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow the show at Keepers Podcast.
0: Solid intro game today, Jared. I'm feeling it. Feeling yeah. good about it.
1: Thanks, Holly. I'm glad I have your, I have your approval on the intro game.
0: I, it was it was both of us.
1: No, I know. That was really good. Right? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. 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 That was fun.
0: Yeah. Congratulations to us.
1: We got like a cool little setup today here. Uh, you know, we're moving desks around the apartment and we're like, let's set up a little, a new podcast setup here. So we got the, we have dueling desks. I
0: know. We got our new studio. In
1: our Sunday room. That's right with our what would what color are these walls
0: silken peacock
1: wow yes i was gonna say like a some kind of aqua
0: it's a peacock blue
1: i like that yeah we met some peacocks once remember that we met peacocks in spain <laughs> we did that's the name of my first band
0: <laughs> at the alcazar right yes yeah yes uh-huh.
1: very game of thrones ish peacocks walking around it's yes cool. uh-huh. so uh, enough of the spain talk welcome to keepers uh, we hope after three weeks of uh, fantasy play, your team is doing as well as...
0: Okay. Jared's. But who <laughs> had the yes. high score for this week?
1: That's it. Yeah, that's right. Holly Wild, high Woot. score in our league of league of record. Yeah. Um, currently. Double
0: just, game strategy worked out.
1: Yes, we came off that awesome double week. And um, so let's talk about the double week.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had to punt a little bit um, because I was planning on starting... Weaver over Sam Mewis because I figured, you know, she was gonna score more in two games than, than Mewis would in one, but they arrested Weaver. So I had to switch it up. I had Sam Mewis in there. She did okay. Uh everybody else pulled through for me though. Ashley Sanchez had a great week. Kilia Watt had a great week, twenty-four points for me. Uh, and Megan Clintingberg, always solid, twenty-five. So
1: I think you, our teams now, you know, if you're looking at your roster at home, but like, I think our teams, you know, uh, four team league, standard league, you're looking at our teams are very similar. Like we have a couple of players that are okay. They're not going to play this week. You know, uh, like you have, you have uh, Marazon and then Lavelle, what you weren't sure what the workload. Right. And I'm looking at my bench and I had Somers, um, and then Kristen Hamilton, who was coming off kind of a weak week, week. To say, and then right, I right, and she's
0: also not going to start because Mewis is back.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then I benched Kaylin Sheridan because I'm hoarding her, and Ashlyn Harris played twice. <laughs> so we, we, it's similar in a way of like, okay, it kind of wrote itself. But there's some other teams in our league, and I'll call this team. Uh, we'll just call it Team G uh, in our league. <laughs> who they had a lot of, and I'm sure there's a lot of people playing fantasy out there that had the same thoughts that are. Uh, this team decided to play five. I'm looking at my notes, five players who only played single games. And uh, Jared was very happy to play Team G this week because of this. But uh, Team G was uh, the worst, the lowest scoring team in the league this week. But with Dabinia and Alex Morgan, I believe, I'm looking at my, my rankings uh, yeah. of players that scored this week. Yeah. Uh, that is number one and number tied for fourth. So. Yeah. And I you mean, lost. You,
0: 65 points between the two of them. Yeah. yeah. Dabinia only played one game, highest scoring person, yeah. uh, even above everybody that played two games. She was on fire this week.
1: Yeah. And I can't blame what Team G did. They they played Rapino, and Rapino had been hot, and you have one game. So you think, okay, let's keep rolling with it. And you have Midge Purse, who, you know, people still have high hopes for Gotham. Like, okay, let's play Midge Purse. Uh, they also started CeCe Kaiser and uh, Merritt Matias. That's the one thing. If I I don't I don't think I would have started Kaiser, especially against North Carolina this week. Yeah, um, that's just a, a tough bound. ask. Um, and then Matias, that's a weird one because she just got pulled after 56 minutes. So in your standard league, you need to play 60 to get that clean sheet. Um, and she started Adriana French, who I expected a little more out of after it wasn't like she had a bad two games. She averaged eight points a game, so that's not bad. But um, it was just. You didn't expect four points out of Megan Rapino and only eight out of Purse and, yeah, well, and zero out of Matias. You you at least think I'm going to yeah. get six out of that.
0: I mean, Rapino got that own goal, so yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, but the big picture for the double weeks because we're going to have plenty of these. You and I were actually looking ahead. There's one week near the end of the season. It's like eight games.
0: Yeah, monsters.
1: So uh, amazingly, the top two players were single game players. But that's the anomaly because that was Dabini and Lynn Williams. And you look down the list. Sanchez, Morgan, Haran, Schmidt from Houston, by the way, that's a big one. Yeah. That's a, that's, you know, Klingenberg, a a defender at Mm -hmm. seven, Rodman, Watt, Korniak stepping up, another young player stepping up. And then O'Hara was tied there with a 23rd. She was tied in 10th. So, um, I love seeing the two defenders in there that were playing twice, but the ultimate thing is, unless you have, I guess anybody on, (laughs) on the courage, (laughs) right? Yeah. Right. And I think if Alex Morgan stays this hot, I mean it, it's obvious. I think it's if you have a single week from someone like that, uh right. you, ha- you have to play them. Yeah. But if you are going through your roster yeah. and you see someone who's borderline, who's mm-hmm. got a single game and you have another person who's borderline, you have to you just have to go doubles. And I think even if it's a stretch, you have to go with the double.
0: I agree. And you're also looking for those people that, you know, take a lot of shots or have a lot of key passes. I think, you know, looking at, you know, the other people here that are scored really high that played double games, you know, Ashley Sanchez, Lindsay Horan, Trinity Rodman, Kalia Watt. A lot of these people are on my team. Just saying, uh, yeah, you know, they are. That was what I was looking for was for them to get, you know, consistently take a lot of shots and score, you know, score in double digits for both
1: games. I mean, looking down your team, it's, you know, 22, 24, 8. 24, 28, 25, 15, and the eight Sam Mewis. So, I mean...
0: Right, who only he, had one
1: game. That's that's a golden game. That's just a golden game. And I had the similarities, 12, 31, 9, 19, 18, 23, 22. I mean, you don't want, looking at Team G, you just don't want 38, 4, 8, 27, 2, 0. You just don't want that. Like, you just want that consistency across the board. And then we'll call it... Uh, we'll call this for, for fun. Uh, we'll just call this Team Jason. Um, uh, did okay, but, you know... Uh, word to the wise: You gotta start a goalie. So, uh, move, moving on, let's talk a little news. Let's do it. All right. Uh, always, I feel like it's in our news. <laughs> Olivia Moultrie is <laughs> the back. Ongoing saga. Uh, yes, fifteen-year-old Olivia Moultrie. Um, she was a. She was a, the fifteen-year-old was granted a temporary restraining order, allowing the teen to compete in the NWL despite the league's requirement to be eighteen. A discovery claim by the Portland Thorns were submitted. Uh, it doesn't ensure the team will sign a player, uh, but the statute does allow for a team to put out a claim. Uh, the league uh, told the uh, Oregonian in response that uh, it was rejected and that the club needed to establish new child protective policies, Holly in order for it to go through so just this sounds like um this just sounds perfect like american politics here so let's just keep delaying this
0: Uh, yeah i mean to me it's like uh, okay that's the thing we need to do then just do the thing you know like yes you have a minor on your team figure it out present a plan and let's go I, i i honestly i just like this shouldn't be hard it shouldn't be fractious it shouldn't be litigated you know, even extremely talented person who wants to play, there are concerns about making sure that she plays in a safe environment because she's a minor, figure it out, put the things in place, let her roll, let her give it a shot. I just, I, you know, I just don't understand why this is like a, It just still feels like an ego thing for the NWSL. Like, we're just going to dig in our heels because we don't want to change our minds, not because we actually have an opinion about the issue.
1: Yeah. Last time I checked, the Portland Thorns were like a business that they can, can't they just put child labor laws? Like, can't they just have lawyers figure that out? Like, hey, it takes a day. It's on the books. Yeah. I I mean,
0: it might take more than a day, but
1: like, yes. Okay. Yes. Fine. Does that mean the Portland Thorns didn't do their due diligence here? Honestly, like you knew it was going to come up. Someone was going to bring up child labor laws. Why don't you have something ready? I don't know. I mean, maybe they do.
0: Maybe we need more information. Yeah. Someone tweet at us, but someone tweet at us. Yeah. Whatever. School us on something. Hit us with a tweet.
1: (laughs) Hit us up. I like that.
0: I just, Ah. I mean, it's still, you know, it's a smokescreen for discrimination. Like just get your head out of your ass. Her whole point about this is the only, you know, I'm the only gender in the only country in the world where I can't play the sport. I love that. I'm, Supremely blessed to be excellent at, you know. That's yeah. I, I, I hate that for her. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, speaking, you know, for any woman that's born somewhere where it's like luck of the draw, they don't get to do the thing they want to do. Like, let's just remove those barriers. Let's just figure it out. Like, we can all rally behind that point, right?
1: Yes. Uh, moving on to more barriers. Oh. Uh, the NCAA, by the way, great stories on just women's sports. I promote them every week. It's the best website, in my opinion, in our opinion, for all women's sports news, right? Right? Oh, no. Is that condescending? Was that a bad move? Here, let me rewind that. I mean, uh, this is my favorite website. Holly, what do you think about Just Women's
0: Sports? <laughs> oh, thanks for not speaking for me. I appreciate the rewind. That was bad. Yeah. We do pull a
1: lot from it. So. <laughs> that was so bad. Uh, that was a dumb move, Jared. had to sorry about that um this is the end so there's more inequities basically in a killing uh, in in women's college softball it's easy for me to say so basically when you look at all the ratings so you've got the 18 women's college world series it's an okc it's regularly sold out and it's been drawing good ratings on espn in 2019 1.8 million watched The championship series, according to the New York Times, uh, the 1.05 million viewers ESPN average for the tournament was just below the 1.13 average for baseball. So very close. Yeah,
0: there's parity there.
1: So despite those results, the treatment of the two sports are different. The softball stadium, Oklahoma, has no showers. So players and coaches shower at their hotels instead. A team might also go the entire tournament without a day off with at least two games guaranteed to play a doubleheader on the third day of the tournament. Meanwhile, the men have significantly more downtime, according to the report. Baseball teams have off days, a golf outing, a free massage day, and a celebratory dinner for coaches, players, and dozens of guests. One coach also pointed out how softball's position in the college sports hierarchy makes it even harder to effect change, with softball falling under women's basketball, which in turn falls under men's basketball. Um... They're they're the chosen ones, Michigan State coach uh, Jackie Joseph told The Post, referring to women's basketball teams, and they're treated like afterthoughts. What's lower than an afterthought? That's us.
0: Okay, I'm just going to say my inner city public high school had showers. No way. In the locker rooms. My junior high had showers. This is absurd. Just figure it out.
1: I just have a question. How are you... I just don't understand... A facility in general that you're holding championships at like just doesn't have facilities like that's what i don't understand what do you how are you choosing these facilities yeah i don't understand that it, i don't get it
0: how, first of all how are you building a facility that doesn't have a, things a, a thing like plumbing in the <laughs> locker room i'm i'm i am i i do not understand but I, it is
1: it goes back to that old go ahead finish your point no go ahead okay well i was gonna say it goes back to the old My old way of thinking, old school Jared, let's say Jared not at 37, let's say Jared at 27 would have said, you're not getting the ratings, blah, 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 but I've soon learned that, oh, it's a much deeper issue than that, that you know, women aren't allowed to play sports for thousands of years, and men have been able to build up their sports for thousands of years, and uh, and everything that goes along with it, and oh, by the way, uh, we still don't promo the sports the way we should, so you can't just say you're not getting ratings. Oh, wait, even if that is your argument, and you are blind to everything else, you're getting the ratings and you st- st- still yes. don't have what you need.
0: And the ratings are justified. It is awesome to watch the, you know, the softball World Series for for the college tournament on mm-hmm. on ESPN. We end up watching it every year. It's such compelling television. It's so it's great. They're excellent athletes. It's edge of your teeth drama. I, I mean, come on now.
1: Yeah. This once is, this again, is a great
0: product. It really is.
1: Once again, NCAA do better. Please. Um, last bit of news. This is, it's, it's on the heels of the Naomi Osaka withdrawing from the French Open because that happened, you know, you know, at this point about four days ago. But some players have come out basically supporting her. The biggest quote was um, coming from um, uh, Venus Williams here. This is great. She says, for me personally, how I deal with it, she's saying the media, was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. Uh, so that's how I deal with it. But each person deals with it differently. And some more players have come out, like you said. Um, there was uh, who else came out. And I mean, I've also got to it hear it's. Uh,
0: well, Serena wanted to give her a hug. And, uh, you know, we've got. Yeah. Um...
1: Oh, Malfi. Malfi said, you know, we need Naomi. We need her definitely be 100%. We need her back on the court, back at press conferences, you know, and back happy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Naomi Osaka, you know, she said that for her mental health, she was going to start skipping press conferences. And she did. And then it created a, it was such a media storm of, you know, that became the story. And she, I think for her own mental health, just bowed out because it was becoming overwhelming. So what do you think about all of this?
0: So, I, I, I'm jumping the gun here a little bit because I know your argument is going to be like you need the press because that that's what creates your persona in sports and that's what feeds the machine. However, I'm going to throw out there that I I almost hate watching athletes, particularly the Olympics or something like that, in post-game interviews because the the press is, I feel like 80, 85% of the time, just clueless and brutal and totally has the capability to ruin a moment that someone has worked their entire life for by asking a completely insensitive or stupid question, you know, like, um, you know, like, Hey, you just want to, you just meddled in the Olympics, you know, how do you feel that you, you know, only got second or, you know, just... You know, something that's completely There's lots of dumb
1: questions out there. Yeah, they're just
0: like ruining the moment for people Mm -hmm. and completely destroying... And so if you want athletes to show up for the press, then the press needs to show up for the athletes as well. Like, it's not okay to, to, you know, go for some sort of like the jugular question or a gotcha question to, to, you know, generate media or soundbite or like a great clip. Like, you just... If you want to have these people, you know, there to love, like, you got to support them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I understand what tennis is doing, make, making it mandatory, because you don't want it to snowball. And all of a sudden, you know, for example, let's say you're watching the NBA playoffs. And then sure. one player decides to skip in the next and the next. Now no, there's no okay. story it, to write. There's no other quotes. There's no nothing. So
0: No, to me, it's okay if it's mandatory. Yes, But it's like, there's got to be a... a baseline standards of respect on both sides.
1: Sure. And I actually haven't heard many, you know, I, you know, I, I haven't heard a lot of examples of, you know, tennis reporters. Like maybe they write stories that are, you know, uh, opinionated. That's fine. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, honestly, they should just come back after all this and, and say, you know, if you know that you can almost cite a reason to skip, you know, it's, um, not like, you know, like, not like a doctor's note, but you know what I mean? Like if, if, you know, if you're like, she could come out and say, I'm having a tough time and it should just be more widely accepted. It shouldn't be the distraction because I don't think it'll snowball, you know, unless you know, I just, you just don't want people using it. And so it's really strange. It's strange. Maybe just vet uh, media people a little better, <laughs> just like a select number of people in the room.
0: Well, I think it's an interesting point about what you just said about what Naomi could do, though. I, I really think that, you know, sometimes when you, you share your vulnerability with the world, you know, then people acknowledge it and and try to take care of you I think that if she does go back to you know the the post game press junkets now that it would be you know she could be something like say like hey you know I'm like you just said like hey I'm having a tough time right now and I think people would be a little more respectful of that and she would probably also feel a little bit better not having to hide her anxiety about facing the press
1: yeah, maybe you, you know, go out there. Maybe and you sit maybe at the her table. being
0: open about it and speaking about it. Yeah, maybe that's the win. Maybe that's the lever that changes. Yeah, it.
1: maybe you actually come out after a loss and go like, or you, after a win, whatever it is, and say, ah, like today, everyone, I'm not feeling it. Because then you're not going to get, you're not going to get every player coming to the table and going, not feeling it today. I'm not going to go. Like I don't think it's going to snowball. So like anything else, until it becomes a problem, don't treat it like it is a problem. So I think I, I don't think anyone's done the wrong thing here. I think it's just kind of tread lightly. And everyone's pretty much supported her, so I, I support what she's doing. You know, it's just about how does tennis kind of keep control. Yeah, like
0: she brings up an interesting issue now. Now it's time to figure it out.
1: Yeah, that's the news. So let's quick injury updates in the NWSL. Just some stuff here. This is um, I get. There's some good people to follow on on Twitter if you're because the injury updates on NWSL's website's not great. It's a little better now, but uh, uh, the. This one guy, Sean, Sean Goodwin, if you're a KC fan, he's good to follow. Um, saying no Lola Bonta, no Chloe Lagarzo, um, yeah, Desi Scott, Victoria Pickett, Jordan, Stro, Uh There's a lot of injuries there. Uh, also, uh, we are MS, uh, we are MCWFC. That's another good follow if you're looking for, um, that's a, it's a, it's one, it's the t- one of the teams overseas. Who is that? Because uh, it becomes smart here. Manchester that's Manchester City. City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have a lot of info on new players that crossover. So uh, this is big for you. So Karen Bardsley sustained the non contact yeah. injury to her hamstring. Uh, and uh, given the timeline for recovery, the match against the Spirit will be Bardsley's last as her loan from Man City expires June 30th. Mm-hmm. So uh, that sucks for her, but that's a little update there on injuries. And if we fly through a few more big ones here. Uh, Amani Dorsey is out for Gotham. Uh, Zerboni, who's been just kind of back and forth with injuries, she's questionable for Gotham this weekend. So we'll see. Lindsay Agnew, Haley Harbison uh, for the Courage are out uh, for the rain. Celia Jimenez, Delgado, uh, who knows, because the NWSL website always just adds everyone's extra names. So uh, do better there. NWSL is part of my gripes this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, Momiki and Ali Watt. They're all out. Uh, that was Nicole Mamiki and Ali Watt. They are out. Questionable is uh, Quinn uh, for the rain. Pride, Jade Moore is out. Portland Thorns, Hannah Bedford is out. Louisville, here's a nice list. Uh, Julie, uh, Julia Ashley, Noelle Higginson, Addison Merrick, Taylor Otto, all out. Questionable this week for racing. Louisville is Shayna Matthews, Savannah McCaskill, Lauren Millay. So that's some key questions. Yeah. So yeah. And mm-hmm. the spirit out for the spirit is Avery Collins, Bailey Feist. Of course, she's got the ACL and Paige Nielsen, which sucks because she's one of my sneaky favorite players in the league because of, you know, the arms. So big shout out to Paige Nielsen and her jacked arms, maybe <laughs> best arms in the league. So, but she's also one of the best defenders in the league. So hopefully she gets right. Cause the spirit is riding high right now they're doing really well so that's that uh quickie quickie here uh signings and trades houston dash acquired forward jasmine spencer through a trade with ol rain the club announced the dash traded a natural third round draft pick uh, for the 2022 and a uh, nwsl draft um and uh who is it's a uh, signed uh brianna pinto let's see this is my cool moment of like just you know copying pasting and googling so let's see uh brianna pinto was signed by, um, oh, Gotham signed Brianna Pinto this week. So that's another pickup there. Um, you see a lot of teams. You'll see a lot of teams in movement here because you got all these international windows coming up. So you're seeing teams load up. So uh, the Pride also signed goalkeeper Kaylee Collins as a national team replacement player. It was announced today. So these teams get replacement players. Uh, she's uh, signed ahead of the Pride's match Sunday against the Spirit uh, with Aaron McLeod unavailable because she's going with the Canadian team's national duty. So you're going to see these Canadian players this weekend uh, miss, miss some time. Uh, pardon me. So we're getting into an interesting part of the year week four who can separate themselves from the pack. So watch these players start leaving for international duty and make sure your team is not loaded with everyone who's leaving. Everyone who's leaving. Cause I've got a few problems on my team, but I'm three and oh, Maybe I can take the L. (laughs) Maybe I can take the L. But, uh, Holly, so we're through three weeks, okay? Yep. And I'm sure there's some regrets. You look back in that draft and you're like, maybe I should have made a different move, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And like, maybe I
1: reached for this person and maybe I didn't. So, we thought after three weeks, let's see, let's do a little round one redraft.
0: right. So, Holly. Yes, The season's
1: starting over. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Hit the reset.
1: You're on the clock. First pick of the first round, and the season starts over today. Who are you picking? Davinia. Why?
0: I, I, because she is the has the highest average overall for for points in a fantasy game, and and she has the ability. I mean, I don't really think she's ever going to leave you with less than double digits, and she has the ability to go off like she did in this last game where she scored 38. That's
1: crazy. Points. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. 38 yeah. points in one game. Yeah. But she's so good. Yeah. You know what's a little wrinkle about her? I think Brazil might be an early out in the Olympics and she might come back before some of the other international players. That's I love possible. their team, but I just think they could be an early their out.
0: Team is pretty young, I think. Not that that means anything. I'm just things to say. Yeah, well, anyway, I like... all right. So, round <laughs> uh round 1 second pick Jared.
1: This is actually tough and i'm telling you right now i'm between i'm actually between two players um, a lot of people would say you got to pick alex morgan and that's where i'm leaning um, but there and surprisingly i'm actually i'm putting uh jess mcdonald there right there because she's not leaving there's no gap in her game okay so you look at jess mcdonald and you look she's scored consistently 13 17 13 all right but i'm curveballing it i'm picking alex morgan okay she's been too valuable
0: i mean she is the second She's the second leader in, in average points per game. She's in second place. So th- it mean if you're going strictly, you know, chalk like you would, you would go Dabingia more. She's automatic. Yeah,
1: she's automatic right now. And it, yeah. it's funny. I, I'll compare it to sports. I know, but you look like something like the NFL, and it's, you know, it's like oh, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, you know, and he's out for the, uh, he's out for a little bit, you know, or you know, Aaron Rodgers had to leave for a family matter and you know, miss some time, and then everyone thinks, oh, is he still got it? And that's what people thought with Alex Morgan. Like, Alex Morgan, you know, you know, uh, finished the World Cup, had the baby, then you had the Challenge Cup, and there's all this time between games. And was thinking, like, oh, th- maybe she doesn't have it. And then she's like, no, you know, F you. I've still got it. I'm still maybe the best goal scorer in, in the world right now.
0: Yeah, I-, I would have to say, like, I discounted her as well. I did not have her even on my draft Oh, list. I did the same
1: thing. I put her but down. But
0: I, I want to make very clear that I did not discount her because she had a kid because that is nonsense. I discounted her because I just felt like... She wasn't awesome in England, and she was just gonna, you know. Well, first of all, I'm, I, she's not my favorite, so I was a little prejudice there. But I just really felt like she just wasn't gonna produce that much, and I was completely wrong.
1: Back to the pregnancy, real quick. Yeah, uh, I think that it's. I think most people looked at that more along the time, uh, more along the lines of missing time and being away from gelling with your team, and when you and you're off the field, so it, it was like. We haven't seen her play in forever. It wasn't. I think it was. I think where her recovery was okay, but when you see when you don't see someone on the field, it can really trick you. Like that's True. like, if Dabini went away for a while, everyone would be skeptical. Like, what the hell's going well, on? Yeah, and
0: I mean in our league, Morgan went in round four. You know, yeah. she was the the 14th pick overall. Oh my so, God. Yeah. yeah, that was a value pick for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm picking her too. All right. What do you got?
0: For three.
1: Yeah, so I've got
0: Sophia two. Smith. Really? Another person that I totally discounted it that you got as a discount in the draft for sure. Yeah, where did
1: I get her? Let's look at our uh, draft. Uh, let me results see. I gotta here. find it. As we listen to uh, you, picked
0: team. her in round six. She's the twenty-first pick overall. Oh my god, what a steal! Yeah, that was a steal
1: for sure. Wow, Sophia Smith going number three. I mean that. that you look at our draft. You look at our draft, and uh, who went three in our draft? Dabinia. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go, fourth pick. Oh, this is tough. We're doing this live, everyone. This is, you know, this is we have the numbers, but this is a lot of pressure. So, okay, fourth <laughs> pick, first round. Uh, once again, I'm looking at a few options here. You just took Sophia Smith off the board, who's solid, but you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at players like Christy Mewis, who's on my team now, who's consistent. She's averaging, I think she she had a tough
0: eleven tough week,
1: but she's there. Um, Jess McDonald, who's not going away once again. Um, Lynn Williams, who, by the way, scored 31 points this past week. And now knowing that Sam Mewis is back on that squad and knowing that, I, man, Lynn Williams is just, uh, she's just so good. She's just so good. I just talked up Jess and Lynn Williams big time and Christine Sinclair.
0: I mean, yeah, those are,
1: <laughs> those are all there. Those are the three. There, those right? are all there. Yeah. But, if, but my gut, my gut is, is actually telling me to go with Lynn Williams right here. It, she's just that, I, you look at the slow start, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's not, there's no denying she's going to put up the numbers. So number four, Lynn Williams for me. All right. Okay, Holly, five.
0: Well, I got to go Jess McDonald. I mean, she's right there in terms of average points per game. Williams is at 14.6. Jess McDonald's is at 14.3. Jess McDonald's is not going to be leaving for the international break. I'm taking Jess McD.
1: Yeah, she's great. Yeah, like, I would love to watch her game. You look at and you look at she's kind of missed out on some also scoring. Th- this this
0: this week with the header assist yeah like monster play yeah I watched that replay like five times it was awesome she's super the super most athletic
1: in shape player in the league this year yeah yeah it's okay so we got number six <sighs> <laughs> I'm not stretching for a goalie or a defender right now I'm just not doing that and uh, I'm going right back. Um, you know, I'm, wow, I don't know how, she's slipping. You know, look, okay, I want to look at the draft real quick. Just look at the standings. If, you, if you're redrafting or even drafting a team midseason, the pride, the spirit, the thorns, the courage are all up there. Um, they all have great goal scores this year. Yeah. Just follow the standings. Follow the numbers. Follow the goals. So can I follow my own advice? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to go against my own advice because I see potential down the road. I'm going Rachel Daly.
0: All right. Yes. Okay.
1: I'm going Rachel Daly. I know Houston has been struggling a little bit.
0: I mean, she was my f- she was first first pick overall in our draft. she was my first round pick. And what is she
1: averaging? Like Twelve points a game?
0: Eleven point seven five. And I feel like she should have gone third round based on average points per game at this point. But like you said, she had a rotten like game last week, or she did. Literally nothing took no shots killed me, uh, but there's certainly potential over time for that.
1: Yeah, I just her game is just she's gonna have those Lynn Williams games, you know, where, and Dabieña games. She's gonna have it, like yeah. she, you know, it's gonna happen. So I, I I'm st- there's still, even though we're three weeks in, there's still, it's not based all off the three weeks. It's still the potential. Okay, what you got?
0: Okay, I'm going to pick a player that I did draft. Okay. I drafted this player in round eight. I definitely got them at a discount because they were 30 seconds overall. But Ashley Sanchez is eighth in average points per game right now. And I'm drafting her ahead of the people who are above her because those people are on international teams and they're going to be gone. And she's been super consistent for me. She takes a ton of shots for the spirit. You know, she's put in some goals. She's put in some assists. And I, I really think, you know, like, she's she's only going to get better.
1: Yeah, it's she's kind of come through as, you know, she had 8 points, 14 points and then this past week the double game it's 28. Yeah. So an average of 14, so she's been upping her game. Um that's a good pick and you know, you you were high on Trinity Rodman, mm-hmm. who actually has been kind of increasing from week to week if you look at her point totals like, you yeah. know, the 8, 9 and then she had 24 in the double week. Yeah. But um, okay, so great. You're going with Ashley Sanchez. I can't pass up the opportunity here. Uh, there's too much talent, too many potential points leaving on the board. I'm not going to go. I think we're both. Okay, can we can we stop and talk about this? I think this is the elephant in the room. All right, Christine Sinclair. Um, I think it's the elephant in the room, and it's you know she we she started off hot, and she's still hot. Like she's still uh, in every week. You know, it's that goal potential. Right. Why are we still, you know, why are we still shying away from her here in the first round? Like, you know you know, Well, I mean? because
0: if we're drafting now, yeah. she's out for Canada. That's the reason that I pick Sanchez over her. I mean, logically, if you're, again, if you're going chalk, like, she's the, she's in sixth in terms of average points yeah. per week. She's averaging 13 points per week. Like, we're redrafting week. for the year. She's so, super efficient. Yeah. yeah. I mean... But- She's maybe next on my list, but I'm I'm you know for the next month I want to take someone that I'm going to get points with. So I, I, there's no reason not to draft her. You she's what, phenomenal.
1: You know what still scares me about her game is that during the Challenge Cup last year the, she had these streaks of just nothing. And that's true. Was, the Challenge Cup was weird.
0: She's very efficient. So if she takes a shot, it's probably going to be a good shot. There's a high potential score, but she's not going to get you a lot of points with key passes or you know tackles and things like that.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really tough. I'm going to go with Chrissy Mewis here. Oh, boy. Because okay. I just, once again... I ma- think you're ma-
0: overselling Mewis.
1: Why? Because I think she might be the most consistent player in the league. You look at her points from we. I mean...
0: Her average is just... I mean, it's a little bit lower.
1: I don't me. care. Taking that many corners on that talented team, you know, okay. I know she'll take a break, and there's no guarantee she might not be on the U.S. team. So yeah. she might run wild... In the NWSL, if she doesn't make that Olympic squad, it could happen.
0: That's actually true. And That's I still think there's. Point.
1: I still think that boosts you over players okay. that you know are going to be gone. All right. So yeah, I'm going Muse. What do you got here? We got pick nine.
0: I'm going to go Sinclair.
1: Okay, Christine Sinclair yeah. off the board. Yep. So compared to where she went in our actual draft,
0: she went in.
1: I mean, oh, I didn't write that down. No, I got. It. Let's find it here. Yeah, I got it. Real time. Oh, they did round two? Round two. Okay. Round two. Um, right. So there's, you know, there's. She, uh, went, she still jumped up all round.
0: She went what seventh pick overall?
1: Yeah. She's, yeah. No ninth. No seventh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're kind to of. Pick overall, yeah, yeah. This is like she's, a fake first round. This is like our top. And she's 10. averaging
0: yes. like 6 best points overall. So like that was kind of like probably right where she should. I'm
1: realizing down. now that I completely screwed up the draft. <laughs> no, I made <laughs> round one ten people, but essentially we're redrafting three and a half rounds. <laughs> all right. This is basically who's your new top ten. All this right. is not a ten person league. If you're in a ten person league, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's some boring <laughs> shit right there if you're in that league. Yeah. So, so sorry yeah, I was about that. Kind of
0: wondering about your nomenclature there, but call right. me out.
1: Call me out, damn it!
0: All right, um,
1: I'll say so. Like your new top ten here. All right, so where are we? Uh, we're at the last one. We're at right? pick ten. Okay, so, uh, this is your your redraft league. Okay, so I want—I don't want to ask your opinion right now. If yeah. you're looking at the board, who is it kind of between, in your opinion? Like it's at your between no
0: pick. one. It's Kalen Sheridan. Really? She's the highest scoring average goalie in points per
1: week. And you think that's more valuable than someone like Lindsay Haran? Or someone with the potential of Muis or Lavelle, or someone like, I'm looking at the list, uh, Rodman, Watt.
0: Yeah, because you gotta have a good
1: goalie. LaRue?
0: You need a consistent goalie. Mm. And all of those people are great, but Corniac. they're not averaging as many points as Sheridan
1: okay you've you've sold me uh, no you haven't no okay. I'm not doing it <laughs> no I'm I've, I know what goalies do I know what goalies do and that's you look at all the goalies right now it's like 10 11 12 13 they're all averaging that I want a boomer bust in my top 10 okay. I'm not putting a goalie in my top 10 all at right. all
0: who's your boomer bust then
1: I'm going with a boomer bust pick here I'm going <laughs> I am going with Trinity Rodman. okay yes. Because there's so much talent there, and once again, she could run wild on the league when people take a break, and that, yeah. the spirit have really surprised and I me.
0: can't wait for that to happen. Because She is on my squad,
1: Trinity Rodman. That's right. Yeah, that's my pick. All right. So that's our uh, our new drafted top ten. All so right. going back through: Dabinia, Alex Morgan, Sophia Smith, Lynn Williams, Jess McDonald, Rachel Daly. Ashley Sanchez, Christy Mewis, Christine Sinclair, Trinity Rodman. So your biggest winners here, your biggest jump is obviously Sophia Smith from what actually happened in our draft.
0: No, Ashley Sanchez.
1: Oh, yes, you're right.
0: Sophia Smith went around six.
1: Oh, okay. So Ashley Sanchez took a how big Rodman? of a jump? Okay, so she went from eight to technically round two. Yeah. So from eight to two. And Sophia Smith went from six to one. Yeah. Yes. So those are your two biggest jumpers. Yeah. So who fell? So, looking at our actual draft, and you look at who really has fallen off is someone like Carly Lloyd, who was drafted in round two. Yeah, and Midge Purse. Midge Purse as well. So Gotham. So yeah. we're, we're reacting right now to Gotham in the regular season. Right, they can't score right now. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They're messing. They're messing around with their offense, and I just think like, I, I'm just I'm not agreeing with what their coach is doing. You know, like. They, you know, he's, he, he had a couple of games where he had Viennes in the, you know, in the number nine spot, and I just really felt like the team was on, more on fire with Anumano in that spot, and, and they've got, you know, Carly Lloyd is more like a center mid, I, I just don't feel like she's productive there, I, I think, you know, there are other players who could take that number nine, obviously, but I, maybe it's the best use of her, I just, you know, I, I Carly, feel like, yeah, I feel like the coach has done a different lineup every single time, and he hasn't figured out, is she? He, she, who? Oh, God. oh, boy. Who oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Keepers, where we don't know the coaches. And Jared has derogatory statements. All right. So, hey, at least we both got the prices right. Won't will right, right? I'm doing I think, some
0: fast. Go- yeah, it's right. It's Freya Freyakum. I knew it. Yeah, damn it's me. not
1: a true keeper show unless they both like get the prices right. She has
0: not got it dialed, but that she's not seeing the things that she needs to be seeing because the team chemistry good. is just better with um, the ends. Not on the
1: defense team. looks great. Sheridan Freeman. Right, and they're missing Dorsey, so I think the yeah. defense is there. Yeah. But you're and, right.
0: Um, Didasko has been yeah. playing her. Face you're off. right. What's
1: Carly Lloyd playing mm-hmm. right now?
0: She's in like center mid. She's like behind the number nine, and I feel like she needs to be like so? up in the front because she's just more productive. They there. just have
1: problems when they have to play mid in defense. They just have problems. Yeah, you know. I mean, they because they had need to her. make up for it. Not saying she's yeah. bad. Saying yeah. that
0: they she's, need her up front. Yeah, they yeah. need her as an yes. attacker.
1: You're right. They do. Yeah. Okay, Holly. All right. Okay. So that's my saying, right? Okay, Holly. So waiver wire pickups. Okay. Yeah, no. You're in your NWSL league. There's someone who's three and and0 in your league. You're like, Oh my God, how am I gonna catch this person? I'm one and two. I suck right now. You know? Yay. Hey. Well, this looks really similar. Uh, in our uh, league of record, Jared is three and and everyone else is tied at one and two. So you're looking up at that leader, you're like, How am I gonna catch Jared? So Holly, the waiver wire in most leagues, your standard leagues, your four team leagues, who are you eyeballing to pick up this week?
0: Well, I made some moves last week that worked out. I mean, I picked up I, I dropped Bledsoe. I picked up Bardsley, and I got more points out of my goalie and I did win so I'm catching up there but I just I really felt like I needed um I I, I don't know you know this person that I, also another person that I didn't have on my original lineup because I just didn't think she was going to produce but Crystal Dunn is on fire right now she she you know she If you would have started, I mean, if you started Crystal Dunn this past week with the double game for the Thorns, she put up 36 points, you know, in two games, which was the second highest score over just Dabinia still beat out everyone in one game. But, you know, she's 15 points, 21 points. That's awesome. I think, you know, she's she was on the wire in our league and she was the highest going person on our wire. So I picked her up this week also because uh, Portland is playing Louisville and they're playing an injured Louisville and I think they're going to go off.
1: So you think Louisville's once again in trouble? Like, cause you think they're reeling a little bit because they got killed by Carolina.
0: They did. But I also just think that they have a lot of, you know, I, I mean, they're, they're a little bit injured, right? They're a little bit beat up. Like they are. Belay is a little bit beat up. McCaskill's a little bit beat up. I don't know how that's going to go for them.
1: Yeah, I think they might reel a little bit here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's trouble. That's yeah. trouble for them. You know? And
0: I mean, you picked up someone, the other person from the thorns, that was on my waiver wire.
1: Simone Charlie. Yeah. You drafted her pretty early originally and then dropped her. Early. I did
0: because she was awesome in the challenge cup and then she didn't start. Um, but she's been competing with Weaver for that starting spot and she got the last two starts. And so she's, she's back on my radar and obviously yours.
1: Yes. Uh, I've got a big list. I'll just fly through. Watch out for Haley Mace on the courage who came in unlimited time. Now, some people will call it garbage time. She scored two goals very quickly against Louisville who was just done. But still, talented, and she's going to fill in for Mewis, uh, that spot, when she's gone. So watch her. Sophie Schmidt, she might be available in some leagues. She's not in ours. But for Houston, she put up a good week. Uh, Nichelle Prince, she's going to be gone for Canada. But if you've got an opportunity to stash somebody, she's a good stash, I think. She's really talented. I drafted her originally and then dropped her because I needed to do something about some injuries. Um, You've got the rain you've got the I made the note of uh, Ziara King because I think you're gonna have a lot of people leaving again
0: well she I mean, she backs up Rapino. so when rapino has gone yeah you're I gonna think, see a lot more yeah, of and we're gonna see the window Zira. you know
1: if we haven't yeah. if I haven't said it uh, anything about the us team I think this is their last week and then they they're gonna miss one week two weeks um, I, I think don't it's at least a week know. so they're going to miss significant time. So if you need a win and you need to make moves, I also got Kaylee Watt, who you picked up last week.
0: And she scored for me. Yes,
1: that's a good pickup. I, I love her game. She's always fun to watch. Uh, Simone Charlie, who I picked up from Portland. Yep. Leah mm-hmm. Pruitt. Keep an eye on Leah Pruitt for the rain because the rain have a lot of weird pieces and they're playing around. And so I think if uh-huh. you need a surprising goal score, she did really well in the Challenge Cup. You've got uh, Yokoyama, who I like from The Spirit. Because, once again, the Spirit are just playing really well right now. Uh, and I think once everyone leaves, the Spirit have no one who leaves. you know, And I think they could stay pretty successful. And um, Yokoyama could be a good part of that. Because Rodman and Sanchez are probably picked up in your league. And my streamers of the week are pretty much anyone on defense for Houston. Sorry, uh, Kansas City. <laughs> but I just don't see a lot of scoring. So it's uh, pre sock Oyster. Naughton, Chapman, and then if Jane Campbell's not picked up, play Jane Campbell this week if you need a goalie. Like That's a good good pickup. She should be around. She'll be gone for the national team, but not until afterwards. Yeah. And then I also like Portland's defense. So I I, I know Sauerbrunn doesn't do a lot in terms of key passes and tackles, but anytime you have that real opportunity, they're playing Louisville to get that clean sheet. So you've got Sauerbrunn, Minge's, and Westfall are kind of the big ones, and then you've got other big names on that list. I'm forgetting that.
0: Uh, well, Klingenberg is probably not. On Klingenberg's the, not wow. on your list. Yeah. And, then and then there's uh,
1: who is uh, that was actually on the starting 11 from the challenge cup uh, that was on Portland's defense that I'm completely uh, spacing on right now. Let's look, uh, let's look as uh, yeah? we, we need the, um,
0: Hubley.
1: Hubley. Yeah. Yeah. Another b- good pick up there too. Yeah. So those two def- yeah. defenses. And
0: I, I want to shout out, uh, just Fishlock as well. Oh yeah, uh, because sure. she's really consistent, and if no one in, in your league has her, and you need someone that's just going to be a solid performer for you, I, I just, I think that you know, I've got my eye on her
1: for sure. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> just all good stuff. I'm thinking about their their Instagram. They've got one of the best Instagrams. The rain, like when they show up, and everyone's got like their different looks. Oh check okay, yeah, out. that's so funny. You've got to yeah. check it.
0: Yeah, out. their pregame walk. Yeah. Great. So, Holly. Yes, Jared.
1: Sidebar. Who has the most assists per 90 minutes in the NWSL right now?
0: For this season?
1: Yep. Most assists per 90 minutes. uh, Oh, my God. Assists per 90 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking,
0: I'm thinking. Lasers, lasers
1: laser music. Five. Four.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, three, Mewis? No.
1: Two. One. It's not Mewis. It's Dabinia? Morgan Weaver. Oh. 1.05 assists per nine point oh
0: five minutes. <laughs> and the
1: next closest player is Dabini at right.
0: 0.69. Well, great. I got, I got sort of right.
1: That's been your trivia break. Hard cut. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, before we send this thing home... <laughs> Let's uh, look last week. our bold, We do bold predictions to end our show. So, Holly, bold predictions uh, last week. Yeah. You, you had?
0: Chicago takes their first win from Kansas City. Woo! woo!
1: Yeah. Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. V- very well. And Jared? Had. Dabina will outscore Lindsey Horan in her single game compared to Lindsey Horan's double game. And who knew? That she would have the highest score of the week. Oh, I know. I feel great about that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you if you uh, listened to the show last week, and you were debating about uh, I don't know who to start, Dabney or Lindsay Aran, which is probably not a real problem, but if you had that, <laughs> and you listened, <laughs> hey, you got the right one. So Holly. Yes. Um, bold prediction this week.
0: All right, my bold prediction for this week: Crystal Dunn puts up twenty fantasy points against what? Louisville.
1: Twenty. I'm saying. It took so long for her to score. I'm saying. You know? Wow. Well, I'm sticking with the whole Portland deal. All right. Yep. You ready for this? Let's hear it. Lindsay Horan leads the league in scoring this week. It's a bit more niche. It's, I have a real opportunity to be wrong on this one. Okay. But she's going to lead the league in scoring. All right. She's starting to blow up. They have a good opponent to tee off on. I think they've got a real shot to do this. Before we take this one home, time for Jared's gripes. I don't have a button for Jared's gripes. Hmm. How can I play for Jared's Gripes? You can just like growl. How about this?
0: Sam, what did I tell you about chapstick? You need to have it with you at all times. You don't even have a pocket for it right now.
1: Yep. Jared's Gripes (laughs) today are NWSL, please, 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 you gotta improve that website. And the app. Ever since they redid the app and the website, the stat the stats are wrong. Uh they're out of order you it's really a mess
0: i load up the app it flashes me three game previews they all disappear and then i get news which wasn't the three things i just saw why does it say games instead of schedule and then you click into it and it says schedule
1: i know and and, and it's if it's not that
0: hard to hire someone who does ui ux
1: you know i don't know what ui ux is but it's, it sounds cool it's
0: <laughs> user interface <laughs> and user experience it's oh. it's what the person feels like when they're using the yeah. website or the app. Does it make logical sense? Yeah. Can they find stuff quickly?
1: I just know that they did such a good job before they updated it. And we relied, and other leagues rely heavily on it. And and we love the NWSL and we're huge supporters of the league. And we want people who are starting a fantasy league brand new, you know, to go to their place and to see the right numbers. So right now you have to go to each individual game and dig through. You don't really have true leaders if you go. To, it's basically the. I think the biggest thing right now is there are other league leaders tabs that are really that wrong, don't work. That don't yeah, work. because they yeah. don't
0: feed from the same database as the the individual game breakdowns. Yeah,
1: it sucks. So please, we don't. We we like to see that fixed, please. But Fix that, it. that's it. For, that's it for Jared's gripes. All right. That's it for episode nine. Woo! I know.
0: I know. We did it. We did. All right.
1: We did. So uh, let's break it down want to break it down? This week, if you're looking at games, Red Stars versus Courage on Saturday at 2 o'clock Eastern. Gotham versus Rain at 7 o'clock Eastern. And those are both on Paramount+. Plus. You've got the Thorns and uh, Racing Louisville at 10.30 Eastern. That's on Twitch. And then Sunday, rounding it out, uh, you've got the Kansas City, Kansas Cities versus uh, the Dash (laughs) at 2 o'clock Eastern. Uh, The Eastern's throwing me off, if you can't tell, because we're on the West Coast. The Spirit and Pride play also at the same exact time, which is wonderful.
0: Yeah. Uh, Which uh, game are you watching? Two o'clock.
1: Oh, those two? Yeah. Uh, I actually think I'd rather watch, surprisingly, the Pride and Spirit. Me too. Because uh, Ashlyn Harris has got a chip on her shoulder for not liking her time in Washington, and she's going to stand on her head making some saves this week. So, (laughs) So yeah, I like that. So every team's playing just once. We're back to single games. The two Sunday games are also on Paramount+. Plus. So, yeah, good luck to your fantasy teams this week. We'll see you next week. Bye.
0: You don't get teenage humor. You didn't even know what gas meant, Tori.